Welcome to the mom to mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited to be bringing some of our recent women's conference speaking sessions and breakout sessions to you. In October, our church, Orange Crest Community Church, partnered with Seabreeze Church in Huntington Beach to provide a conference titled Women of Influence. In our culture today, a woman of influence is often seen as someone who is well-known for something and has influence over others. Too often, the things that these women are known for are outward, their appearance, how they dress, how successful they are. This conference really challenged the idea of what a woman of influence is and how we can become the right kind of influential women, the kind of women that influence their families and others towards Jesus, not ourselves. We had three speakers that focused on a specific area of Titus 2, 3-5, pertaining to how to be a woman of influence. We learned about what godly character looks like, how right thinking leads to right actions, and how to have a ministry mindset. We also had several breakout sessions that supported the idea of being a woman of influence in practical and perspective-shifting ways. Today, I'm excited to open with Jenny Cadenhead, who led a breakout session titled, Her Children Call Her Blessed and Her Husband Praises Her. She is a great example of a woman who loves God and seeks to serve Him in all she does. Jenny has been married for 31 years and has two adult children and one grandchild. She served alongside her husband as a missionary for 23 years and retired to Southern California after being hired at CBU. Her and her husband first met people from OCC while serving in Guatemala and joined our church when they moved to Riverside in 2017. Ginny, we are so excited to have you here today to help us with um, just hearing and learning some more things about a really important area of our lives that we can all relate to. And I just wanted to ask you how you came upon this topic or specifically the verses and the direction that you went with this with this session at the conference. Well, in Proverbs 31, we all know the Proverbs 31 woman. We all talk about trying to be that person. But it says the heart of her husband trusts her and he will have no lack of gain. She comforts and encourages him and does him good and not evil all the days of her life. And her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Mm -hmm. And I began to think about what are the things in my life that either helped or hindered that? Mm -hmm. What are the things in my life that that resulted in my parent, my grown children calling me blessed Mm -hmm. and that resulted in my husband trusting me and believing in me, believing that um, I'm out for his good and not my own. Mm, That's so powerful and so applicable to where we're at. And I'm just really excited that you're going to share specifics on how you've done this that we can all practically implement into our own lives. So take it away, Jenny. Well, first of all, I'm going to say I've had a long day of clinical I was dealing with students all day, and I've lost my voice a little yes. bit, so I want to say that. Well, bear with you with this small <laughs> so, loss of voice. <laughs> okay. And then I am a fellow sojourner. I'm still learning how mm. to live and apply some of the things that I'm going to share about. I'm not there yet at all. Mm. So many times in my life, I've made choices that didn't result in blessing for either my husband are my children mm. that have resulted in rebellion and anger and hurt in their hearts mm. by my own choices. Mm. And so what I really thought about was how I entered into marriage and this whole family thing late in life. Mm. I was way into my 30s 
before I got married. So I had to unlearn all kinds <laughs> of selfish and self-serving habits that I had learned as a single. Yeah. I really thought I had my life together as a single. Yeah. And then when I got married, I found out that it was a whole lot harder to love somebody sacrificially than I, my imagination. Amen. And yeah. then when I had children, it tripled. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that as I share some of my mistakes, mm-hmm. anyone that's listening can figure out maybe some of those same patterns and Mm -hmm. replace them with strategies that really would result in a husband who trusts you Mm -hmm. and children who call you blessed. Yes, that's so powerful. I think about it like a plant. If we have a plant, like a house plant Mm -hmm. or a tree or flowers, and the roots, whatever the roots are sucking up, Mm -hmm. those are the things that are going to show up. Mm -hmm. Like I'm from the South, okay? If you plant watermelons <laughs> yeah. and the wrong pollen gets in there and mm. you don't have the right soil, your watermelons don't taste good. Yeah. It's the same thing right. with our family and our kids. They're like, we're like, the choices that we make determine the soil mm. that grows and the fruit is what's happening with our kids mm. and our husbands mm. and their hearts, whether they trust us or whether they call us blessed mm. or whether they're really just wish we were somewhere else yeah (laughs) i hope that's not how my kids feel (laughs) well the in the real root that causes that Mm -hmm. thing that what grow what we grow our soil in is what we believe about ourselves and about god Mm -hmm. that's that's true for whether you're a believer or not it doesn't really matter It's true for all of us. The choices we make are based on what we dig our roots into, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about God. I was living and serving as a missionary in Spain with the International Mission Board. So you would think I was holy and had all my ducks in a row. Not so. I just want to share with you this story. I had my first child away from my family and friends in our new adopted country of Spain. I was really excited that my parents were coming for a visit. Mm. And it was the first time that I had seen them in almost four years because of the the regulations that we'd been under as new missionaries. We Mm. couldn't travel back to the States. And they were coming to see my precious baby girl, the baby that I never thought I was going to have. My mother came, and while she was visiting me, she had a stroke and died. Mm. My circumstances completely changed. I went from being this joyful missionary who was excited about serving Jesus, and I felt like someone had dropped me off of a cliff. What had been an idyllic vacation time with my parents turned into a funeral in the death of my mother. And because of my language, my language was better than Jerry's, I had to do everything about arranging for my mother's remains to helping my father travel back to the States. Mm. I had to make all the arrangements. I had to figure out everything that was involved in that. And through all of these circumstances, I began to believe a lot of lies about myself and my husband and my child, Mm. but mostly lies about who God was. Yeah. First of all, I began to believe, because of the circumstances, that it all depended on me. Mm. I was the one who had to make all the decisions. I was the one 
who made a difference. And so I thought everything depended on me and everything around me was chaos and change. So I began to believe that maybe I could just manage that a little bit better than God was mm. doing. Because obviously he'd let me down. Right, My yeah. precious mother came to mm. see me and she died. Mm. So you see the roots of the plant were there. I was digging those roots mm. deep into independence from God. And kind of like if I had a stem, my stem was control. Mm. I was going to control everything around me from Jerry to my little baby. Jessie was only four months old when my mother died, but I was determined that she was going to be the perfect missionary child and I was going to be the perfect missionary wife. And I wasn't mm. going to grieve and I was going to keep on doing what God, what I felt like God had called me. Mm. Never mind the fact that. I pretend that I had so much sorrow in my life. I pretended on the outside that I was depending on God because mm. I said all the right words. Mm. But inside, I wasn't sure I, he could be trusted anymore mm. because I'll never forget that moment in the hospital when my perfectly healthy mother died mm. in, the, in a matter of 24 hours. I felt like literally the uh, earthquake had happened and my world had changed. And so... I just grew this branch of control. Mm. I thought, I can't trust you, God. I acted like I loved my child and my husband, but really I just wanted to control them mm. and make them meet the deep sorrow that I was feeling inside of myself. And when they didn't respond, I was angry because, mm. of course, they're supposed to read my mind, even my child who was four <laughs> months old to six months to 12 months. It went on for a while. Mm. And when she was just being a baby, I was mad at her. Mm. Why was she just being a baby and crying all the time? Mm. I mean, after all, she was a baby. She couldn't even talk. And why was she such a horrible child that every time I left her in the church nursery, she threw up over everybody, wow. and they would always come get me, and everybody else's child would stay, but not mine. Mm -mm. Mm. I just began to pretend and control my emotions, myself, my husband, and I'm really grateful. I just want to say when I share the story, I'm so grateful for my husband because somebody else might have just walked out of the door, mm. but he didn't. He stuck with me and he put up with my really bad attitudes. Mm. But then God brought an even greater sorrow into my life. Soon after my daughter reached her first birthday, I found out that we were pregnant again. We were so excited. I was already 39 years old. Mm. And we were thrilled in spite of the sorrow to have the baby. But four months into that pregnancy, I was being super missionary mom. Mm. I didn't make time to go to the doctor or do anything. I went for my first checkup. And I still remember looking at the ultrasound and seeing that there was no heartbeat. Mm. And my baby was dead. Mm. My response to my child and my husband was to try even harder to feel loved by them, mm -hmm. to control them even more. Instead of believing and trusting God through all of the sorrow that I was walking through and believing the truth about God, mm -hmm. I just wanted to believe that he didn't care about me and I could manage it much better than mm -hmm. he could. Now, Jerry could have maybe even helped me if I had shared more with him. And little Jessie, of course, she was just a baby. Mm -hmm. Well, she was a toddler by that time. How did she know how to fill up her mama's sorrow? Mm. Instead, she turned into one of the most horrible toddlers anybody had ever seen mm. because she only sensed my fear and my anxiety and my mm. hurt. She was anxious and nervous, and Jerry was angry with me most of the time. 
and felt like a failure because no matter what he did for me, it was never enough. Mm. So you can see the fruit that I was producing was a long way mm. from my children calling me blessed and my husband praising me mm. and trusting in me. Even outwardly, when I was doing all the in right things, which I was, mm. inside, I was living a lot about myself and about God, and the fruit was showing. Mm. It was showing in my extremely anxious child. It was showing in who wouldn't even leave my side for anything. She was so anxious, mm. wouldn't sleep through the night. A lot of things that moms would be like, oh, yeah, but I know it's because she was feeling, mm. I was trying to control her and make her someone, a child that she wasn't. Mm. And the same thing with my husband. But God is so merciful and he is so good. I still remember the day I read Second Corinthians and the chapter came alive for me. There's a verse that says, For we have this precious treasure in earthen vessels, so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be from God and not from ourselves. Mm. And that's when I realized that I believed these things that were wrong about God and about myself, that I really was just an earthen vessel. And all the grandeur and the truth was God, and it didn't depend on me. I was denying the greatness and the glory of God mm. by trying to take that chaos and control it. I, it was practicing, it was sort of a form of practical idolatry. Mm. I was worshiping Jerry and Jesse by trying to get them to meet my needs. And I was rejecting God as surely as the Israelites did in the desert. Mm. Instead of taking my sorrow to him, I was believing the lie that I could handle it and I could do it. Mm. And it was a lie. I built my roots in that idolatry and it, I had nothing to support me but my husband and my little toddler child, one and a half, two year old child. And the result was messing them up and it was messing me up. Mm. So in 1 Corinthians 4, where it says, my light distress is producing an eternal glory beyond all measure. I read that verse over and over and I realized if I was denying my distress if I was trying to control my environment and my relationships I was really just denying God mm. so I learned to dig my roots in a genuine relationship with him mm. that began with crying out to him and telling him how much I missed my poor little baby that had died and my mother that I had barely seen mm. once in four years. And an amazing thing began to happen as I began to express my sorrow and truth to God. When I stopped trying to control Jesse and Jerry, I could really love them. Mm. I could begin again thanks to my husband's forgiving spirit and my sweet daughter's accepting love. I could learn to love them like God had called me to with sacrificial love where I wasn't looking for them to meet my needs. Second Corinthians 5.14 says the love of Christ compels us and that was what began to compel me, not my pain, but his love for me. When that happened, I could begin to love Jerry. I could laugh with them and not just make him over into some image that I thought he should be. Mm. I could enjoy the uniqueness about my husband instead of trying to make him into somebody else that was going to meet my needs. I could smile at my daughter who 
threw up on everyone and cried all through church <laughs> just because, you know, she's a baby. Yeah. And that's what babies do. Well, she was a toddler by that time. but And I could love them with his love. And that's when I realized, and really and truly at that point, my daughter became, uh, when she became about two and a half, I changed and she changed. Mm. She became a happy, secure little baby. It's amazing. And you might say, oh yeah, I changed my parenting style. I did. Mm. I changed my parenting style because I wasn't expecting my child to be the thing that met my need. I gave up the wrong ideas about God and being in control. And I began to dig my roots deep into the truth of what God told me, that I was just an earthen vessel and that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power came from him Mm. and not from me. Mm. And when I began to believe that, then you could see the fruit that it produced in both my husband and my children. Mm. And I am very grateful for my husband who continued to love me through all of that Mm. because the truth is the world is full of things we can't control even if we're deeply committed believers Mm. and there are decisions that others make that cause us very deep pain Mm. and we can choose to let God heal us and still believe the truth about God through that Or we can choose to try to control and change Mm. that circumstance. Believe me, controlling it and trying to change it doesn't work. Mm. Trusting God does. Because when we do that, when we believe in his goodness in spite of everything that we see, we can choose then to love sacrificially. Mm. And we'll begin to see the fruits of that in the lives of our husband and our children Mm. both. And most of it is a hidden thing. Just like roots are hidden, where we dig our roots make a difference. The outside world sees what's on the outside, but we walk by faith, Mm. not by sight. It's not what we see or what others see. It's where we plant our hearts that result in our children calling us blessed and our husband praising us. Mm, amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. That really, there were a couple of points of you just really speaking to um, what you learned that God taught you through this. And I think a lot of what you shared can resonate with, with moms. I know it resonated with me, the control specifically. Can't we relate to that so well? And, and control is the opposite of sacrificial love. Yes. A lot of times people think that sacrificial love means I do whatever that person Mm. wants. It is not. Because when we're doing that, we're still trying to get them to love us back. Right, right. When I let my two-year-old tell me everything to do, Mm. I wasn't loving her sacrificially. Mm. I was wanting her to love me back. Right. When I decided to love her sacrificially, sometimes that meant making her pretty unhappy with me. Yeah. (laughs) And the same thing with my husband. Yeah. And it's amazing how you even pointed out the change in her personality and her responses as a result. Kids really do take on what we're feeling. And we don't always identify that or notice it. But the fact that you could see that transition in her in the same time you transitioned and the way you were approaching God, like that really speaks volumes to the impact that we have in our children's lives. Yes, and my husband too. Like I think there was a time where... He was like, what did I get myself into? Mm. Why did I marry so late in life? Because he he and I both were advanced in years for marriage. (laughs) Best way to say it. And so 
I think he was wondering himself, you know, what, how can we have a ministry? Mm. But as God began to work in my heart and I began to release him, I could rejoice in his uniqueness and his specialness. He didn't have to meet my needs. I could release him to do ministry, to travel, to do all the things that God had put on his heart. And he began to trust me and have rejoice in that relationship because he knew I set him free. Yeah. And that is really what sacrificial love is about. Amen. I think, too, one thing that stood out to me was the, the process of sanctification. I feel like we really are sanctified in marriage and in parenting because things are brought out that we've not identified before. And so like you were saying, you were older and there were certain areas that maybe you didn't even realize you'd struggled with. And then you got married and had kids and realized, wow, I struggle a lot with control. That was brought out in you. So God really uses those situations in our lives to bring things to light that we might not have otherwise seen. And the suffering and the sorrow is a reality in this world. Mm, When we get to heaven, it won't happen. But we can't change that. What the only thing we can change is how we respond to that. Mm. Are we going to let God's love flow through us in our grief and our sorrow? Mm. Are we going to talk to him about it? Are we going to pretend it doesn't even exist and be the super Christian, which is what I was trying to do, the super missionary wife? You know, to me, that's the other question. If I'm going to admit what's going on, because really I have a choice. Mm I can't, I don't have a choice on the circumstances. I couldn't make my mother not come to for a visit and die of a right. stroke. Right. I couldn't make my baby alive again, yeah. Yeah. but I can choose to take my sorrow and my pain to the Lord right. and through that build my relationship with Him and with others. Yes, amen. Thank you so much for just sharing your heart and the things that God has taught you. And I know that this will really minister to the hearts of those who listen. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.